Hi, and welcome to SGTV. Today we are joined by Karen Boo from She's Electric, and we're going to be talking about seasonal trends, mainly in the domestic industry. So, Karen, thank you for joining us once again. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Pleasure to be here, as always. Yeah, I think the last time we spoke to you, was it in person? Did we have you in, in the studio or have we done? Yes. Yeah, I came to Tamworth. Yeah, I came to Tamworth and uh, experienced your amazing hospitality. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, hopefully we can have you back. Now, now things are opening up again. Hopefully we can see you in person again soon. That'd be nice. Yeah. So... Anyway, as I say, we're going to be talking about seasonal trends. So I'm really in your hands on this one. Um, I've got some questions for you, but I want you to sort of give us your expert, give our audience your expertise on how you sort of manage seasonal trends with your customers and that kind of thing. So, I mean, first of all, do you notice if there are actually seasonal trends with the kind of work you do? There are seasonal trends. There are also industry-led trends, um, obviously. We're, we're, we're living in this crazy time where everything needs power. So the manufacturers keep producing things like hot tubs and electric vehicle chargers. And obviously they, need, they all need power. So um, yeah, especially in the first lockdown, I think the UK actually sold out of hot tubs. I don't think you could, there was a point where you couldn't actually buy one. So first that is a, it is a seasonal trend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, first world problems. Um, it is that is a seasonal trend, um, but it, it, it is also because you know people, and this is a generalisation, and it is maybe specific of the area of the country that I live in, but they are more cash rich, time poor. So you know, and a proper hot tub installation does require an electrician to do it. In that you know. It's supposed to have a dedicated supply back to the fuse board. It's supposed to have a, re- a rotary isolator within so many meters of the hot tub. Should you need to isolate it, um, that's a proper hot tub installation. And then there are also these what I'll call pop-up hot tubs that have come online that do suggest that you can simply plug it in. Um, and probably in the manufacturer's instructions somewhere, it will say, you know, that the plug has to be RCD protected and loads of other things that it will say, but people don't read the small print. Um, I've seen, so yeah, I have seen a lot of um, burnt out extension leads and burnt out plugs and burnt out sockets because, you know, people are just plugging these things in and then they wonder why um, this happens. But yeah, so... There are seasonal trends. Usually in the run up to Christmas, you'll get the can you install me an outdoor socket? Because obviously outdoor lighting, especially at Christmas time, has become more of a, a trend. Um, and then, you know, in the summer, you'll also get the, again, outdoor socket for a patio heater, for example, because people want to enjoy their gardens more. Um, also, you know, garden lighting has now taken off in a massive way. Um, so again, that's a seasonal trade. It's more of a summer thing. People will be like, oh, I like to make the garden look pretty because people are realising that their outdoor space is is actually something to be enjoyed rather than just a bit of grass to mow. So um, 
yeah, there are there are many seasonal trends, but as I say, a lot of them are industry led too. Do you think that the customers are sort of more aware now of of safety and because they want these things that you've mentioned, do you think they're more aware of the safety aspect and that they're more likely to get an electrician in to do that now more so than perhaps, I don't know, 10 years ago, for example? Uh, The reason I ask is we did an episode where we were talking about, uh, I think it was safety at Christmas and how people used to run extension leads out the window and then they'd be closing the window and the dangers that that could have. But if, um, if more sparkies like yourself are getting work to install outdoor sockets or outdoor lighting, that kind of thing, surely that's indicating that there's a bit more uh, savviness on the, a bit more knowledge from the customer point of view in terms of safety. Um, that's a hard one to answer because, again, I think it all boils down to people wanting or not wanting to do things themselves. I mean, there are a lot of people that don't understand, for example, that. Um, if you don't uncoil an extension lead, you massively reduce the, you know, the current that you can pass through it. Um, you do see a lot of those burnt out. Um, I guess it all comes down to education. I mean, unfortunately, we don't hear enough or about electrical safety in the mainstream media. Um, so maybe if, if people are if people are phoning, I think that's maybe because they're yeah they're a little bit unsure, they're a little bit uncertain. Um, so that's a really difficult one to answer. I, I, on that point, I do think that there is not enough done to advertise the dangers of you know dodgy electrics and daisy chaining extension needs. And maybe now that we're seeing more of these hot tubs and electric vehicle charging catastrophes maybe that will be more and more publicized Uh, the other thing on the downside to that argument is that there are more and more and more and more people using internet like amazon for example um, to buy to purchase electrical goods and i know for a fact that they don't always meet so quite a lot of them haven't got a bs number or you know a ce number which indicates that they're not tested you know, for use in this country. So, yeah, it swings and roundabouts with that one. Yeah. Do you find um, that you're having to sort of plan your year based on these trends some of the time? Are you are you having to plan what sort of products you stock up on for certain months and seasons? Well, I don't carry a lot of stock um, because it's expensive. Um, I tend to use the wholesaler as my stockist. However, what I have been finding is that um, because of COVID, that'll be the phrase for 2021, because of COVID, um, there are shortages of things on the shelves. Um, I mean, some some, um, consuming unit manufacturers have got shortages of MCBs and RCBOs. And, you know, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Oh, it's the builder that I'm doing some work for. Customers requested a certain kind of floor in the new build. That's on a three-month lead time. You know, I, I had another customer that wanted some extra sockets installed, and they'd employed a well-known bedroom furniture fitter. Four months they've had to wait. Um, so that's how busy, you know, these people are. And I think that's because of people want, wanting to work from home. And you know, it's amazing how we've seen these changes in 
you know, supply and demand, really. It is quite... And also, the staff shortages, you know, the staff aren't there to produce the things, the staff aren't there to install the things. Um, and, yeah, it's, it just plays havoc with the diary. But I think, I think one of the things is you can... Not that I'm using this as an excuse, but you can almost get away, not with a lack of planning, but I think customers are far more accepting of changes at short notice now because they have to accept the fact that you can only do what you can do with the stuff that you've got in the time frame that you have, you know. So, yeah, there does seem to be generally a more, people seem to be more accepting of being patient. Like you say, COVID, that awful, horrible word which we're all sick of has played a massive part in not only boosting people wanting stuff at home, but also, you know, people can't, it's affected how people can work. So there's going to be supply issues. There's this whole thing going on with HGV shortages due to many different reasons. And, and it's just all sort of come at once. So I suppose it really has thrown a massive spanner in the works for a lot of things, hasn't it? Well, it's not just COVID, but then we've also got Brexit, haven't we? And I'm, I, I don't do politics or religion really ever. It's, it's However, best not to, isn't it? You're, you're, always gonna, to. you're always going to upset someone. Yeah. <laughs> However, I do, I do truly believe that, you know, you can't blame everything on COVID. Brexit has had an impact, you know. For example, um, I used to buy my diary from a German, a company in Germany, just because they do a nice diary. It's in the format that I like. I've had one every year for the past few years. I went to order my 2021 diary and it just came up with a message on the website saying, due to Brexit and trade negotiations, we are no longer able to ship to the UK. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I was a bit disappointed. But that's just diaries. I mean, you know, that, that's got to be um, going wider than diaries. I just think there are some companies that have thought it's too much ag, you know, it's not worth it. So, and, and that goes both ways, I guess, you know. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird, it's a period of adjustment, isn't it? I think um, we're so used to having everything just there, ready for us to buy. And then, you know, it's the same as copper prices, isn't it? You know, copper has gone up exponentially. Wood's gone up as well, hasn't it? Yeah. Wood. Um, yeah, it's meant to, to the point where I know somebody that's doing building and they've decided to do, like, rather than do something they were going to do wood, they're now, they're now doing a metal frame for it because it's about tenth of the price. I mean, that's mad, isn't it? Mm. It's just mad. But it is, so it is a massive period of adjustment at the moment. Yeah, it used to be the other way around, wouldn't it? If you wanted to do a cheaper extension, you could, you could do a timber frame and then clad it or render board it or something like that. But now it's probably going the opposite way now, isn't it? Brick, bricks and mortar is probably cheaper than, than wood. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, but let, let, let's say, I mean, we can't ignore that all these things have affected supply and, and your general seasonal trends. Let's let's imagine that COVID's never happened. The world's all perfect and everything like that. Uh, so what would be your your typical year? How would you sort of uh, from each season? How, how would your work be affected? Well, obviously, it's a sod's law, isn't it? You'll end up in a loft in August and then you'll end up doing outside <laughs> lighting in December. Um, I, I have, I, I, I tend not to take on outdoor work in the colder months just because it's horrible. Um, so I do try and, where possible, um, not schedule that in. 
in the same way that I try not to get in a loft in the hot weather. I mean, um, you do hear of people being taken seriously ill through um, heat exhaustion. Um, I mean, recently when we had that really hot spell, I, I went onto the Met Office website and there was actually a warning like came up in big letters saying, you may notice that you will feel ill during this period. And I actually, my office is south facing and I, there was one day that I just couldn't sit in here. I was actually felt sick. Um, it, you know, there are days where it is too hot to work, especially if you do a manual job. Um, because it, especially when you're, you're using your hands and you're trying to concentrate on something and then the sweat is actually running into your eyes and stinging. It stings, doesn't it? <laughs> and you can't actually see. So it is totally madness, yeah. you know. But it'd be great to be in the amazing position to say, oh, well, look at the weather forecast and say, nah, I'm not going to work because it's going to be 30 degrees. Um, unfortunately, you can't do that. But it, in a position where you've got a busy diary, it, it is quite nice, especially when more people are at home now. So you could look at weather forecast and think, mm, right, well, don't want to get in the loft that day. So I'll try and schedule something else in and then put that customer off until. And that is the nice thing about COVID, actually, and what that's done. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, I, like I say, I just notice things like the outdoor sockets are becoming more and more and more prevalent because we're now doing more and more stuff outdoors. Christmas will always be, yeah, outdoor sockets and everything, everybody wanting everything done before Christmas. So literally from, it, it actually happens once the kids go back to school, kids go back to school in September and everyone sits there and goes, right, for Christmas, I want to do A, B, C, D, F and G. And then the phone goes mad. But um, yeah, apart from that, it, it can be all kinds of things, really. It's very varied. You make a good point, actually, by saying it's not only seasonal trends, but it can also be sort of industry trends as well, like the EV and, and solar and things like that. Has that kind of thing had an impact on your work? It, uh, it has in that there's more of it. Um, I mean, I had a chat with um, a guy who runs a company. They've got a contract to with... Um, BT Openreach, for example, BT Openreach have got a target. I think it's by the end of 2025, they want all of their engineers to have an electric van. There's 30,000 BT Openreach engineers in the UK. So that's 30,000 charge points that have got to be installed. Um, so that has a massive impact on work going forwards because you're never not going to be busy if you're half decent at what you do. Um, yeah, and that's EV charging. And then, then, you know, there's also electric boilers that's coming in. So, um, you know, apparently gas boilers are being phased out. Electric boilers are coming in. Um, that's more work, isn't it? So as an yeah. electrician, I think you're, you're very well placed at this moment in time to never run out of work ever again. Um, yeah. Just about tapping into those markets really yeah and, uh, i think i think that's a big thing now i think there is a massive opportunity for new and existing electricians to, to tap into that market um and it might be scary for some people especially if you're if you enjoy doing what you do what you and, and you're happy in what you do the thought of having to sort of move on to something else could be 
would make you feel uncomfortable, but you know, that, there is that business there. And I imagine that's going to come with a whole new host of regs and red tape and yes. fees and charges and whatever. But, you know, it, the opportunity is there, isn't it? It is there. It is difficult keeping up with all of the, all of the new regs and things. You know, you've got to, you've got to really uh, keep your personal development up in that respect because, um, yeah, it, things are changing all the time. I mean, you see all the new products that are coming onto the market with regard to like home automation and you know cctv and security um it's massive um it is it, huge and you yeah you you you've got to keep up with it really but that's where the internet social media and everything is really good because you you know people post of what they're doing and you think oh that's interesting yeah never heard of that never seen that so um yeah that's one of the good things about about sgtv you can get out there and publicize it all yeah well we've got people like you helping us so that, that it, it does make it worthwhile and like you say it does help people um and it probably reassures some people as well because like you say it is it is a change for some people and the technology that's coming out it's new it's not necessarily, I mean, there's so many options, like you've mentioned with the electric boilers, there's so many options out there at the minute. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot of Googling and searching on YouTube to see, you know, channels like Skill Builder and people like that who are going into depth on what's realistic and actually going to work. And I find that really interesting. So I think seeing where to actually aim your focus on certain technology is going to be a, a challenge in itself as well. Um, but hopefully a challenge the electrical industry is is going to rise to because that's where the work's going to be going in some in some form anyway so yeah and it's good I think the other thing that social media allows us to do is to get out there and uh, actually talk about a what's going on but b how we feel about it you know I think there is this you know I've been doing a, a bit of a campaign um, about mental health not just in the industry but just in general but it does apply to the industry a lot because quite a lot of people are in isolation and they work on their own. Um, and so you don't have, you don't have someone to talk to, to say, Oh, you know, are you feeling a bit uncertain about electric vehicle charging? For example, I know because there was a massive thing, wasn't there? I think when we went from the 17th edition to the 18th edition, there was a lot of people that, Oh, a lot of people, a lot of older sparks that were just like, nah, can't be doing with all these exams again. You know, there's too many regs to keep up with. And they didn't like requalify. And I think in the same way that if you feel a little bit of anxiety about the fact that, oh God, there's this new technology, smart home automation, well, how does it work? What's it all about? You've got all these new products that are coming onto the market. What's the difference between this one and that one? Um, Am I ready for this? You know, do I know everything I need to know? Uh, this is where social media can be a good thing because one of the things that we're learning, I think, is it's good to talk and it's good to share because um, then you realise that actually there's a lot of other people that are in exactly the same boat as you are. I mean, electric vehicle charging is a big thing and there are lots of different aspects to it. You know, you've got the whole OLEV grant thing, which is completely different to just not doing the whole OLEV grant thing you know it comes with different paperwork and it comes with different requirements um 
so yeah it is a bit of a minefield and it's difficult when you're in isolation to know whether you are ticking all the boxes and whether you are doing everything you should be doing and that's where you know there's no such thing as a stupid question no no not that's all. where yeah. you know if you go out on social media and ask it you know you will always get somebody that answers even if they say that's a stupid question <laughs> but you know got to sift through that and uh, appreciate that there are people that do want to help so it is good yeah I think finding those kind of people is gold as well. If you ask what someone might think is a stupid question and they make you feel stupid for asking that question, it might make you stop asking other questions that you'd need to know the answers to. But if you get someone who's a bit more wise and understanding, they might think, okay, that might come across as a silly question, but you need the answer. So here it is. I'm not going to make you feel stupid about it. Feel free to ask more. This is how people progress and learn, and especially in this day and age, I think anyway. Yeah, definitely. You know, it is, you go in the classroom and or you do an apprenticeship or you do whatever you do, you know, you're never going to come out knowing absolutely everything about everything. Well, there are some people that do do that, but they're very few and far between. Um, and then you might not, you, you know, you'll, you might learn something. Uh, I learned how to terminate steel wire armour, but then I never did it for like three years. And then suddenly I was like, oh, Oh, right. Okay. I've got to remember how to do that now. Um, you know, and, and every, the other thing is everybody has got a different way of doing things. And it's no, not always a right or a wrong way, but you can learn so much, you know, by just listening to someone else or watching someone else or working with someone else or chatting with someone else about what they do. Uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's let's go back to the seasonal trend. We sort of we've gone off topic to industry trends, but I think it's all part and parcel. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I think it's all part and parcel of how it works because you made it. You did make a good point of how uh, not only can your, your seasons dictate, but manufacturers and technology can can dictate as well. So I think it all works together. Um, but what what's your personal favourite, say, part of the year for work? There's not an actual part of the year. But there are some jobs that I like more than others. Um, I mean, we've seen a massive boom in people having garden buildings, you know. Oh, I'm going to work from home. Let's put a summer house at the bottom of the garden. I love doing that because it's you get to, you know, advise and be a little bit creative. Like you can put lights in the soffit and make it look nice. And then you can do wireless switching so they can turn it on before they leave the house. and. You know, I love that because you're creating something new. Um, yeah, and the garden lighting I love because you get to, you know, you know, get to see it in the dark. And again, people are looking for advice because they don't know. Um, so yeah, um, I love all the kind of jobs that you get to share your product knowledge um, rather than people having fixed views about things. Um, but I guess winter is always horrible because you are always going to end up outside at some point, whether you like it or not. And there's nothing worse than, you know, going to work with your thermals on and four layers on top and your hat and then can't really work in gloves. So your hands get cold and then you get cold and then you can't wait to come home. <laughs> no. So I think, yeah, 
summer, autumn, spring is all right. Winter's, winter's not good in a, in a physical job unless you are kept warm all the time, I suppose. Maybe it's just because I'm a girl. I don't know. Well, it's personal choice, isn't it? And, and that's the beauty of, of running your own company, I suppose. You can choose what you take and what work you do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. No. You know? yeah. Everyone, everyone's going to have their own. Um, and it'd be interesting, actually, for, for anyone watching, it'd be nice to hear in the comments what sort of what, what's your favourite time of year for work, what sort of work you enjoy doing the most in the season. So it'd be nice to hear from some people out there watching. So that'd be good. Um, do you find, Karen, that um, based on certain trends uh, or customer demands or even safety, like, you know, not running extension leads out through windows and things like that, that you have to almost upsell your services for the next job? So say if you're there doing a board change or some lights and they're talking about Christmas time coming up and you, you, that might be a chance for you to say, actually, you know, rather than shoving extension leads out through the window, I'd advise you use someone like me um, to, to do it properly. Is that the case for you? I'm always on the upsell. Um, it's something that I think you 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 get more experienced at. You know, you, yeah, you're there to change your bathroom fan, and then you'll look at the lights and say, "Oh, do you know that these aren't you know IP rated?" Or you'll look at the downstairs down lights and you'll say, "Oh, do you know that these aren't fire rated?" Or you know, you'll look at something and you'll see that they're in an extension lead for something and you can say, oh, you know, it'd be much safer if you did X or you're in the garage and you see that they've got, you know, the washing machine, a tumble dryer, a fridge freezer and a, something else plugged into an extension lead and you'll go, hmm, do you know that's a fire hazard waiting to happen? There's so many things that you can upsell uh, and it's, it's the beauty of the job and there's nothing better than working for an existing client because they're already a client, you know. Already got that trust um, in you. Yes. So, I, yeah, I just, and again, with all the, you know, I, some, a lady phoned me. Well, actually, no, she didn't phone me. I was in her house and she said, oh, um, you couldn't pick me up a couple of timer plugs, could you? Because um, I want these lamps to come on and off at a certain time. And I was like, oh what about a smart lamp she was like what's that then I was like oh well you can put the lamp in and you can control it from an app on your phone she was like wow you know so it's all things like that that are just you know I was saying to someone the you do she was an apprentice and I said you, you know you're coming into this industry at a time where there's so many advancements in technology like we've now got wireless switches like 10 years ago, you would have had to physically get that switch line from A to B and bash the house up. And now it's just a receiver and a sender and a switch and that off you go. And she was like, yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? And it, and it is, you know, it, yeah, just technology is so, yeah, it blows your way sometimes when you think yeah. about how we used to do things. And you think about, now I'm always saying this to people, um, I'm going off tangent now, but when we, you know, Two decades ago, there was one socket in every room and one light and a cooker circuit, and that was it. And now, when we build a new house, we're running cat six and, you know, all over the place. We're putting down lights in every room, you know, sockets with USB ports. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. Massive change, isn't it? It's a massive It's a massive change. Yeah, massive. Mm. For the better, though, I think. Um, well, it's do, good do for us. 
Well, yeah, yeah. And, and this is the thing, you, you find there's so many different um, different different ways that your, your services are going to be needed, whether it's just adding more circuits or sockets and things like that, or you're going down these new technologies we've just spoken about. There's a lot of, a lot of um, opportunities for the electrical industry. Uh, do you find that you, you're talking about sort of upselling to your customers, and, and I guess a lot of that comes with trust and experience and, and gaining those sort of people skills um, but do you find some of it is client driven? They might already be saying, Karen, I need an outdoor socket. I need some outdoor this and that because I want it, basically. So is, are they already coming to you for that? Yeah. And people are thinking more about, you know, what they want and where they want it. Um, and like I say, everything that's coming onto the market needs power. You know, hot tubs, patio heaters, garden lighting shed at the bottom of the garden you know um you've got like video doorbells now haven't you and um yeah it just it, it is you know because without power we'd all be a bit scuppered wouldn't we really because we wouldn't be able to do anything like we wouldn't be doing yeah. this now um yeah, and people it takes, are, you, people takes you back to the uh, battery power age where your batteries are running out every five minutes and you end up just giving up. <laughs> or you had to dial into the internet. Do you remember that? You're oh, yeah, a bit yeah. too young for that, probably. No, but... I, I remember. I remember having to dial in and then someone on the phone, the other end would pick it up and it's coming through your computer like, what's going on here? I know, it's mad, isn't it? It is mad. Uh, do you find there's busier parts of the year and quieter parts for that matter? Um, if I'm honest, I think sometimes the start of the year can be a bit quiet. Like, you know, um, yeah, the phone can go a bit quiet January. I think people are recovering from all the money that they've spent over Christmas and uh, maybe planning things. Um, and then it just, it picks up and then it is a bit of a snowball effect. But And then you literally get like I say usually by middle to end of September you're booked till Christmas and I've actually learned now that um what I tend to do is totally book out the two weeks before Christmas because I'll always overrun um and if I'm lucky I'll probably get the three days off before Christmas if that makes sense because you've got to have some contingency because the thing about this job is you never know how long things are going to take you know it's not like having your hair cut you don't go in one hour slots it's a bit well, yeah. it is a bit like yeah you know you don't you know you can estimate how long you think a job's going to take but sometimes until you get there you don't know what's going to happen until you get into it I mean I had a call from a lady the other day and she said she wanted a new cooker circuit run and she gave me a brief description of what was where and everything and I was like okay Right, so I went to have a look at it and it turns out it needed a complete rework. So there was no way that was going to happen um, the same day. Um, but yeah, but that's the beauty of this job. Every day is different and you never know what you're going to come across. So it's good. Yeah. Do you find if there are quieter parts of the year, you'd use that for, for like training, uh, sweating up on, on new tech, that kind of thing? For you, I do... Yeah, I do try and be productive and make the most of that time. I mean, there's so much CPD that's out there now on the internet. 
Um, yeah, I also try and use it to uh, maybe update the website. Um, yeah, just think about, because the thing is when you're really busy and you're working in your business, you're not really working on your business. So I might come up with a little campaign about LED lighting, for example, um, and just get that out there on my Facebook or, or whatever. I've never actually been in a situation where I've thought, oh, my God, I've got no work. Um, and it's sometimes when it's quieter, it's nice to just stand back and have a bit of a recharge, you know, get all your paperwork up to date, tidy the office up. And, uh, yeah, so that, but you're never not going to have anything to do. There's always things to do. Trade fairs, I mean, we've, we've missed those, haven't we? Yeah. Are you going to be Alex? I do believe we are, I think, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think, um, I don't know if SGTV are doing a stand. I mean, we've got the Skullmore stand there. I don't know if they're doing anything SGTV, but we'll probably, I'll probably nip there for one of the days. So uh, hopefully wandering about. Yeah. They've got, they got a pizza hut just around the corner from there. So that's, that's my excuse <laughs> for going. Always an incentive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway... Um, I think that brings us to a conclusion for this episode. Um, so we've talked, it's quite interesting, you know, how, it, how it's developed, going seasonal trends, COVID, industry trends, and hopefully that gives our audience a good insight into, into this kind of thing and this part of the industry. And like I said, if people have their own thoughts on what we've been talking about, it'd be nice to hear their, their views on it in the comments section. So please get commenting, that'd be really good. Uh, Karen, Anna, thank you for joining us once again. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, I believe we're going to have another episode with you very soon as well. So that'd be one to look out for. So uh, that's all for today. Thank you for watching.